Welcome, my brother, the big man. Let me give you a proper introduction. So for those of you who don't know, you got the big man in the building, right? Bad man, bad youths, up and coming artists, also known as Mr. Excellence, Mr. Irfan. 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 How are you doing, brother? How's everything going? Yeah, just blessed, bro. Um, giving thanks for the better life every day to just wake up and create and add to the Sukha library. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yes. And I know with the current situation, you know, with the lockdown and everything, it can take a toll on, you know, everybody's creative energies. Um, how, how have you been coping? Actually, I've been doing better than I expected. I believe it's because I already put in my head that it's going to be like this for a long while and yeah. we're not sure when we're even going to get to totally return to that normalcy that we are accustomed to. So, you know, my way of coping is just to accept it. Acceptance. You know, they say acceptance is the first step. So I accept, all right, you're here, but you don't know when it's going to be over. So just work with what you have right now and, you know, restructure certain settings within your camp to allow this, 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 this new vibe to become something what we call the new normal until then. Amazing, man. Yeah, and I know that's something that uh, is one of your major strengths is this ability to really think long term. And um, that's, that's some great advice that you give to some other creatives as well. So speaking of the lockdown, I'm going to jump right into it. I know you have a very recent release called Hold On, major, yeah. major inspirational project, one of my favorites during this time. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that project came about? Yeah, that song is about two years and a half, you know. Um, wow. What happens with me is that uh, at any time somebody asks, like, how you come up with these ideas? How you come up with these songs? I'll say, I don't know. I'm just a reflection of what is happening around me. So whatever mm -hmm. message, whatever um, content you see stemming from the Ufanals brand, it'll always be something true to whatever extent. Might be about myself, but anything around me, family, friends, or whatever happened in my environment. So, what I find happening a lot is that I've, I've begun creating a lot of timeless music now. Just because I want to connect with the world. I want to connect my story to the world. But how to do that without really getting too deep within the culture that they are now accustomed to? So, slowing down the melodies, um, um, writing about stuff that is globally relatable. So, you know, hold on, was just like me putting out something, or me, sorry, creating something that could reassure, um, restore hope. And that was two years ago. So it was like my producer was like, yo, we had already sold all hold on since after, since right after Carnival. I was like, nah, bro, some other things are looking at for the new season. But I kind of pause and say, oh, wait, that type of stuff, like, hold on, no pun intended. Yeah. This is what the people would would appreciate from me right now because it would help them because most times in the Caribbean we don't really directly be um, hit by these these epidemics like that that kind of Ebola thing and the SARS and it, it, we hear about it we had knowledge about it but it never hit home and affected us like how we see we are accustomed seeing in, the, in other parts of the world now so it's like yo let me be our first responder in the form of music now and share something that, with, that the people can relate and enjoy and uplift themselves with us also. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I mean, one of the things that really blew me away was just the sheer scale, you know, to see everybody around the globe, you know, showing love and, and really 
you know, vibes into that positivity of, of the that, music and everything, you know? That, that was the, um, the, 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 the brainchild, the, the concept. For me, I got a real hands-on artist, but, you know, in, in recent time, I kind of fall back a little bit. I let people with different expertise handle that and just be guided by me. So I call upon the producer to ask him, how are we going to do that? Because we can't gather. We can't put something to advertise so people to come together right now. That, 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 that is, 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 is against... What, what, what we're supposed to be doing, we're supposed to be social distancing. So it's like, all right, let's use technology because no more than ever, no greater time for the internet. I mean, it's like everybody can be their own director in a sense. They will direct whatever clip they want to contribute, right. which increase the involvement, which increase the authenticity and the organic vibe of the video. If you notice, there was no big high quality thing because some could use, some, some phones might capture. Um, people better than other phones so they had a nice kind of fluctuating realistic energy now and some people's inside with baby children husband wife girlfriend auntie uncle it was a real realistic setting and we had we got people from asia we got doctors we got police officers and also from the line of yeah. to, to other different walks of life it was a real nice thing and i was really humbled and appreciated the fact that people can hear a clip of a song alone because we didn't send the entire thing, feel it, understand what we wanted to achieve, and really perform. They had to perform. And, 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 and little that they know we created history because it's the first time in a time like this that kind of soca music video was ever created. Definitely, yeah. And it just shows how you were able to offer a different level of engagement that... I think it's kind of outside the box, right? So how do you engage everybody on a global scale while being inside your own house? And I think you pulled it off extremely, extremely well. So great, 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 great vibes with that. Um, I, I'm a Orphan fan from a long time, you know. 2006, songs like We Are Warriors, So Come Moving On, A.A., you're the one. Yo, I actually sang You're the One to one of my first school crushes. And she was like, what is this, you know? <laughs> For real, yeah, yeah. yeah from way back. So, you're the one. I used to run in the computer lab when Casey Phillips from Precision Production sent the first mix. I used to run in the lab during school. I was just saying it. And when the teacher think I come into the work, I am listening to my little first mix there. <laughs> so, so it, it, I really appreciate how far back you really been. You know? Yeah, dog. For real, for real. Long time. And I have to ask the question. So I know you've been doing this thing for a long time. So one of the things I always wanted to know is, you know, what was the come up like? Can you give us what like your first experience with music was like and how that kind of evolved and changed from then to now? Yeah, it started off as an innocent individual who has a dream, who realized at a very early age that he has a talent, a God-given one. Um, because it was just one opportunity where everybody noticed like great and he could sing. So it was all in a sense, and with the guidance of a father, being a father, trying to be the best possible support system, uh, alongside my mom of course, they introduced me to like music lessons, piano lessons, voice right. training and everything. But we didn't know much about the business. So there's a lot of ups and downs and stumbling blocks so we learn along the way now it's not like if my father had all the knowledge about the music industry and then he could have guided it was like him just knowing understanding talking to people partially school system you know we have a lot of calypso competitions in schools and things partially in, in different communities you know one several of those and you know we was literally 
going with the flow, working as we go, learning as we grow. So a lot of things that I we would have been doing back then, we would definitely not be doing now. We have a proper structure at hand and in comparison to probably a lot of other artists who would have, you know, linked up with somebody in the game already. You know, we mm -hmm. my my the, the 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 main idea of my story is that we do it on, on, on our own. It was just me and my pops alone. We just rally, hit it off, you know, in, in primary school and secondary school, I would have been out in the night recording, performing, and then waking up in time to go to school. So it was rough. But the passion that I had from since the age of nine, it, it, it overrides every little inch of struggle. So I loved it. And like in time that I didn't win the competition, I always... Everybody used to be like, oh, come here and cry. Oh, come in and sad. I said, like, next year. So I was always resilient now. Before I even understand what resilience is, I, I wasn't overly competitive, but I always know that, all right, I'm going to show them next year or go at them next year. And even if next year didn't happen, I was like, yo, I love it anyway. And I grew it, so it's all right for me. Amazing, man. Yeah, and that's, that's a really, really motivational story because um, <laughs> one of the things I always talk about with a lot of my Caribbean friends is that, you know, a lot of times... Uh, parents has really pushed you to do like the doctor, the lawyer, the maths, the science, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's amazing to hear that, you know, you had this relationship where you were able to evolve your artistry with the help no. of your father and everything. So my mom was a school teacher on different levels of the schooling system all her life, right? So from primary, well, um, nursery, straight up to tertiary, she educated people. Uh, she wanted me to become a doctor. But she never even told me that till later on in life, you know, because she realized that I was real heavy on this music thing. So she had it in her head, but no one time she sit down and tell me what I really now. After what she was like, you know, I really wanted it to be a doctor, but I leave her alone on her support because I realized that's later on. And me as a parent, that would be the foundation on which my family system would be set up. Like if my my mother literally said, if you want to be a garbage man, be the best garbage man. Yeah. You know, I, this age, I could understand what she was saying, but I used to take it a literal long time now. But basically, she was saying, whatever you want to do, like leave a mark. Now. Might be the greatest mark, but whoever is your best mark, and that's how I live. Fives, man. Wow. Real, real, real inspiring. Let me just take a quick look in the chat here. Jell, big up yourself. Tina. All right. All right, Cass. We have Winnipeg in the house. Nathaniel. Oh, you don't forget, if you have questions for Irfan, please feel free to leave it in the comments as well. Um, so... You know, we know that uh, prior to 2012, you know, with your hit song, In Your Eyes, you used to write for a lot of artists in the industry, right? Also, that's also one of my favorite tunes, by the way. <laughs> Can you share some of the, the songs that you are responsible for in terms of writing? Because I know you've been contributing to the industry in many different ways. I can't remember some of them things, but um, let's see. Um, Marshall Montano, make your rock, and I want to take you home. Oh, 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 you know what I mean? Um, uh, come here and wind up, don't pray. Come here and wind up. Um, oh, the 40 with them, they swap you to, um, uh, how they swap you again? Yeah. Yes, we have been good by the Empress. I want to give it to you. Yes. Say swap, give me that swap. Eh, stop and you love that good. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, the do afraid on the challenge sheet from Marshall. Come here and wind up, do afraid. Come here and wind up, do afraid. Um, Kess, the band, uh, precision wine. Be a be wind up now. Hey, big tune, big tune, dog. All these big tunes. 
number right now, but bro, I don't. That that's oh. amazing, dog. That's amazing. That's amazing. So we you've been you've been involved with this thing since pretty much small, right? I got a question yeah. here from Jell. I'm gonna bring it up for you. They're yeah. asking, what's the biggest challenge you faced as an artist in this industry? No season is a full time thing. Watch out for the vibe that we bring. So come on to reach, bro. We don't surprise when the billboard chart. Tell you some of them they don't stop it. That's the biggest challenge, you know. A lot of people want to see that. A lot of people talking about it. And we're not seeing much people on the ground really making it happen. I don't know why. I really don't know why, bro, as an artist. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, I just have to continue doing what I'm doing and try to urge other artists as well, you know, in time to come. But at the rate as we should growing now, we wouldn't receive much growth. It's too little uh, of a bunch of artists who actually operate outside of the carnival to really create any real impact. And the perfect example is Trinidad artists. They, they boss all together outside of carnival because that's literally the only time they could have. And mm -hmm. They prove to the fans that they're real about what they're doing and they want them over. So we have all of the Trinis now who, instead of listening to Jamaican dance or they're listening to Trini dance over, they'll mm -hmm. support the Trini artists and their fellas and them have big, big tunes. They're bad. So if we as soca artists continue to just like be passive about it, there wouldn't be any growth for soca music because Carnival itself. All right, for example, look what happened right now, right? We banking on Carnival. But we don't need to continuously bank on Carnival alone. How would we now survive outside of Carnival? Because everybody now waiting to jump on a stage with one thing. The one fly this way, this way, this way, this way, drop over, fancy mask, thing, burning, that. All of them things is Carnivals. How about we continue to create something outside of the season where events will come? A long time ago, some girls soak us for summer, but that crash. You know, all these things need to come back so that we can show the fans that there is a business here. You can support us because we continue producing. We don't open and close. Right now, we still open and closing. So until that fix, I'm not saying that song, Soka Global, because that's what I'm talking about, Soka Global is here. A lot of people misinterpret that tune. You know? That tune is not me boasting that Soka Global. You know? That tune is me being real with the public saying here. For me now, I go go to the grave to support this thing. I go go to the, I go walk like safe to build up this thing. No season is boys, a full-time thing. But when I say some of them that are stopping, I'm not really attacking nobody. I'm just saying, like, generally, mm -hmm. in life, whether it be music or not, it's not a lot of people who want to see something happen, but they ain't back now. So I kind of rally in everybody you now. We bad. Better than bad comes to push the soccer global in a fet, anywhere, any city, in a uptown mm -hmm. dance, in a downtown dance. So that is, that is the vibe. That is the biggest challenge for me is really to. Get that full vibe, and because at the end of the day, this is not about me. You know? mm -hmm. So it come like every year, I talking no season, no season, no season. I spending top and month because everybody else is supposed to be on board with me. It's not really there yet, and I must say big up to people like Voice, Pretty Nyla, um, who else? Who else? Flippo. Oh, a good bit of artists released. I think they have released something. Plenty of releasing something about. It had to be the same aggression, like when they see Carnival coming and right. Julian was going crazy September. Man, they can't just don't see things going up. That is always happening. <laughs> so that 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 is the struggle. 
definitely you know I, like i said i was saying it's really important that you push the soca global and we want to get right into the experience of grateful just tell me real quick what that was like oh yeah so grateful actually been a, a rebranded event it started in 2012 when we walk it through it was called year 21 yeah. so we had year 21 with for cafe Year 22 at All Out and the Oval, year 23 at Aria. That's my favorite one yet. That was crazy. It was rammed. They had to close the door. Um, so I, anyway, um, actually, I would jump at you like real it because of some stories I can't tell any life. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, year 24 was at Zen. That was massive. But then year mm. 25. When Vast opened up in Trinidad for the first mm. time, that was the next scene where it was so rammed that they had to shut the club down. Um, um, where rich? I think after Aria, we went to a place called, long time it was called Club Coconuts, where it was Fusion. We, um, we ran into Fusion. And then I was fed up about the EA, this and the EA that, and I sort of feel like it was like blatantly publicly getting old. So I said, no, let me move my age from off of that. I call it grateful because I'm really and truly grateful for all the support and love I've been getting from my fans and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's a celebration of life around the time of my birthday. So I call it grateful now. Um, the first one was an Anchorage and the second one last year was an Anchorage. It was great first time I had a live band and we had guest artists and that kind of thing. And I created a platform for a lot of young artists who performed before the live show. So it's really like a a charity event slash concert slash after party full vibes. Um, this well, hopefully, COVID tie up things so we can't say right now. But we have bigger plans, more growth, and more improvement will be taking place. So big up to our match with this team and um, all the sponsors like Hennessy and the Jusel were a part of the previous one. So it's going to come. But the only thing with me is a very, very challenging event eh, to have a soccer event in November. Mm-hmm. I, I really kick it off because after me is Nyla, after Nyla is Voice in December, then second Sunday in January, then pretty. So all the young guns have something that's growing in, in separate months, which is just a blessing from God. We don't have to fight over dates. Basically, everybody does that around their good dates. So that's a real good vibe there. And it ties into the new seasons thing. Whereas we can do soca events anytime because me, Nyla Voice and I do it way before Carnival even starts. Mm-hmm. So that's the basis of that. Just for artists now, we have become promoters to the extent because at the end of the day, we don't want to just rely on Carnival. We don't want to rely on waiting to get hit. So we want to give our fans more. Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, just speaking on being able, you know, to do music way before the season, you know, I realize that's a consistent pattern over the years you have always done. You know, for example, Overdue came out, you know, months before the season actually started. Um, yeah. You know, and I've realized that with a lot of your music, especially. So can you uh, add on what is specifically really important about releasing music early on in the season as opposed to, you know, later on when things kind of go full swing? Yeah, bro. I can't listen to Overdue from January straight to December, bro. I can't do that. So me as a soccer fan now, I just want to do something to give the people on them more. And I created the event as a platform to 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 to, to, to produce. I mean, I uh, present that, that 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 them new songs too. Um, I always tell, alright. So a lot of people still kind of iffy about the old new season thing. Like, oh, Rome wasn't built in a day, and people forget. No, Abla is was not a carnival release. No, Abla release in May. 
Alison survived the entire year from me, 2018, um, 19 or 18 years. I can't First, I don't study time, it's just about releasing. Anyway, from me to the following year, me. So it's like, wow, when the song really release, when it catch, it catch in Trinidad at the time, it catch in the islands, catch in the yoga different times. So it's just for us to just continue bringing new stuff to keep the fans active. Because a lot of people know they, they are aware of all the carnival hits, but they don't know who sing them. So I just cannot present myself in the year two to just, you know, release music videos so they could see. Because when I released In Your Eyes, a lot of people didn't know who I was till that video came out. So, yeah, just to keep it going, bro. Tune after tune after tune. Amazing, man. Yeah, so I can, you can really see that, you know, this, this, this longevity and this type of thinking is for the fans and for the people them. I'm yeah. going to pull up a question because we got some questions here from some of your fans. Let me pull up this one. <laughs> what are some of the things you do before a show? This is from a, a tabletop. Um, some pre-show rituals. Oh, uh, yeah. Nah, me, I just go. I, I don't match on it. So I don't really... They, most you can see me doing is praying and a little too stretchy and there. But I don't need to drink. I don't need to smoke. I don't need to meditate. I just develop a kind of thing like... A, you know them fighter jets on the aircraft carriers, like like zero to two hundred one time, pow stage time. That's just me, and I get accustomed to that. Other artists might have different coping mechanisms, but I mean I love this stage so much. I really create a, a huge anticipation for anything. So it's like yeah, we going and shell it again, and we going and shell it again. And when we done shell it, we gone. <laughs> that is basically it for me now. I don't really amount it to anything larger than life to really put myself in any nervous state of mind. Yeah. So no, nah, I don't really do anything much to be honest. I don't that's wanna keep it that way too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's amazing to hear that you just keep it all natural and boom, it's it's like an <laughs> extension of yourself, you know? I got one more question here from Chico. If you got the chance to talk to a younger you, what would you tell him? Do stop. And what is for you is for you. Big up the chicken for that question because plenty of people grow up seeing the friends succeed in different um, aspects of their career. And to me, I always knew, well, fortunately for me, I was nine years old when I already um, get the idea that, hey, I could sing. So I understood what was for me is for me. I like football too, but I was stronger in singing. So that's the part that I chose. So I believe everybody was blessed with a God-given talent. And I don't even have to be like sport or entertainment. You know? It does some people, like I had brethren who the teacher just had to talk once. And I got to go after class and ask them to re-explain it to me. So their, their intelligence, their IQ set a little higher than the norm. So they could absorb things and go with it. So everybody, not everybody, but most people think that the talent is just based on on some kind of fancy career, like a music um, artist or, or a movie star or athlete. Now, it could be any, anything that you feel so comfortable in, you just do it naturally. You don't feel like if you're fighting up to do it. So stick in your lane, what's for you is for you, and those stuff, as simple as it is, that's all I can tell. Amazing, yeah, and I think that's advice that could 
you know, be applied for every single artist, especially young artists coming up, just getting started. So I hope all you're taking notes in there. Um, one other question I had was that uh, some artists and producers have expressed in the past that soca is an amazing genre, but it also has the potential to limit people's creativity because people expect it should have and sh or shouldn't have a certain type of sound. Um, I know in the past you have speak of Soka being really multi-dimensional and stuff. Do you feel that Soka lets you unleash your full creativity or are there other sounds and genres you would also like to explore and dabble in? I know you can't get people around putting genre because that's what I grew up. That's what they were socialized to understand. And it comes like somebody grew up in a particular lifestyle or clan and then that and who, who, who they're not... They, they were never um, allowed to explore the world because of what the norms and values of that clan is until they reach a certain level of consciousness and they challenge and they ask questions and they go. So for me, it's like a awakening that take, took place a long, long time ago. I was one of those, jump, wave, wine, hey, think. Um, I write for the fact, I make sure this can connect in the fact. But then, if I think in Soka Global now and they compare this, this genre, to all these other genres, you realize that to reach on that level, we need to be like them in certain ways. Now, we're not following, but we have to match it. Because if they're here and we're here, definitely some things we do, we're not doing that they're doing. So simple thing like content and context. Um, overdue is when it started to resonate for me in terms of the writing. I've been doing it a while, but overdue is when like, people basically understood, like, yeah, this guy... This dude on a different level, and I can tell you this, like, a lot of people, especially those in the industry, didn't understand what Overdue was, I had some strange comments. So if you're climbing on the ground, you're going to say, like, men, but all these truth in these stages, right? Because they never hear something like that, and they can't really relate to it, the function and something, like, as a DJ, you know, oh, you're going to shell the crowd with this, this right. person. But that's because the, the, the mentality and the thinking was swimming around a whole bunch of thoughts that would have been sitting in the, 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 the comfort of um, carnival itself. Now. So my whole idea of soca music would not be the same idea as a basic like man on the street. A man on the street still, think, still thinking like, yeah, carnival time. Like jump on with music. So... In time to come now, because a lot of artists, I think like since 2012, I call out the year when everybody kind of realized the, 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 the power of the music, that's when they, it get real groovy. And we now come back around to the, to the fast pace, but that, between like 2012 and 2015, that's when Soka was real groovy, 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 groovy. I remember that because that's when I kind of stepped into it in a big way with the Antilles rhythm and thing. Antilles rhythm is like the benchmark. For like yep. changing the dynamic of the song and people really started to write different as well and it just becoming a little more obvious now so for me i would always defend soca music as a vessel that could carry any message any form and any fashion fast slow if you listen to like a short time music i like i believe conscious music conscious soca music mm -hmm. you could listen to plenty of benjai older songs plenty of blacks older songs even plenty of martial older songs where is the furthest thing from jump and wave and wine. Um, look like, for example, um, Marshall and Benjai, 
Absolutely, yeah. That's I think that's a you summed it up really, really well, especially with you know the change from power to groovy. I just want to big up Tabletop real quick. He says, um, in your eyes, different lyrical content wasn't about the jump and wave. It worked. You know, Trini Cherry, big up yourself. You know, a lot of positive messages in your music. Amnesty, big tune. That's yeah, that's very, very true. And, um, you know, I I know you're someone who always consistently thinks outside the box with music, kind of challenging the norm. And I could really see that with songs like No Habla, right? So really mixing in the, the Latin and the Spanish vibes. What's what's the the context behind that, and why push it in the direction of kind of mixing it with the Latin culture? Yeah, because I wanna like be able to timestamp everything, like the Calypsonians that you listen to rum and Coca Cola, you listen to Gene and Dino, and that will be telling about a certain time and what's happening in society around that time. And what happening right now in Trini, bro? It's Senorita, and I as an artist just naturally ended up doing that. I didn't decide to sit down and do it. It just happened. Now, I have the idea that I would like to continue doing that, but for that one exactly, I would just say, don't be any mic and the loopers running, dum 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 And just like that, I said, come on, here, my senorita. But in keeping with me being as real as possible, like, I used to get pulled a Spanish class and things. And I've already liked them foreign languages and things. It was basically just a challenge for me and nothing interesting because I didn't really foresee me having to utilize it in any form or fashion. Just like a lot of arrogant thinking um, teens at that time. Why, why doing this for this? I'm not going to do this in life. So I was like that. So the concern was really there for me to learn or to pay too much attention, but to just like copy the homework from a friend saying, long there, get it teacher. <laughs> but in a time like this, I literally tell what what that that line itself. I, I didn't sing that at first. Huh? I was like, unfortunately, that's all in Spanish. That I man know like literally why I'm writing this song. I was like, uh, that's all in Spanish. I know that. So I just end up mumbling it on the mic itself, and then I kept it. But it's one of the truest songs I ever wrote. Now it's like, yeah, I should have paid attention in Spanish class. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. incredible, man. That's incredible. Um. Yeah, I think I think you know you definitely like the the I could see the trend and and the change and you're really pushing the boundaries of creativity, um, especially when it comes to to soca music and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Let me check you in the comments. You say Sir influential. No, Abla is a good time to help bridge the gap. Definitely, definitely agree. Agree on the research, messaging, and the music. Yes, definitely. All the really amazing things. Um, another question I always want to ask, I know, you know, you, you've done so many collaborations and, um, you know, you've worked with many artists and you've been in from a long time. Um, are there any specific artists who have really, really inspired you on your journey or specific artists who have helped mentor you along the way? I didn't really get much help, but I always look up. I mean, uh, it's, it's all right too, you know? A lot of people have the idea that, you know, so reach out to them, but but I always like Bungie Garland and Marshall Montana. Bungie for the lyrics and Marshall for his appearance. I want to say appearance, I mean, on and off the stage, the energy, the star power, like 
That was the first time I see that on a local level. Mm -hmm. She's like, hey, this man, boy, Marshall. Right? Um, and Garland, boy, like, I never really see somebody locally that talented, lyrics-wise and that kind of thing. So it's a real big deal. It's a real balancing way with the both of them. And still, they probably mostly in Trinity, two most prominent acts that we have. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when people think of <laughs> inspiring artists, especially in Soka, you, you can't look any further than, than, than the two of them, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, um, you know, I was going to ask if you have any, you know, knowledge we have seen kind of generally between the groovy, the power and stuff like that. Um, I know, yeah, I know we see a mix between the groovy and the power and stuff from you, and you've been doing a lot of collaborations I know you can't give away all your cards, but uh, if you could collaborate with any artist of any industry, who would it be? Any one of them Latin artists right now. That's that's a wave. I believe once we infiltrate, it'll be a great deal for soca music itself because kind of close in terms of the bounce and the song. And all that for me, my style of soca music, a song like No Hablo could be easily remixed. For, 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 for that side of the global music scene. So that and the Afrobeat, mm -hmm. yeah, is, a, is a, a, a actually linked with some of the Afrobeat artists that were entering. So, you know, things to come. This whole COVID scene kind of tying up things right now, but at the end yeah. of the day, we just have to make it work. So between the Latin and the Afrobeat side, for sure. It will work quite well for us because the song, the BPM, the, the, the rhythm, boom. Chip, boom, chip, boom, chip is, is, is. Soka is basically something that came from Africa in a sense where Africa is the motherland and that is the modern bond to plenty places, like especially on the Latin scene. We have, that's why a lot of them play on radio right now and they're very commercial club hits as well because the bounce is so common and it's so smooth. I want to have a nice catchy melody with some nice instrumentation and it's easy. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I could hear the um the similarities and sounds even just yeah, moment it and stuff. You could you could catch a real vibe to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um the Latina girl says she would love to see a collab with J Balvin or Ozuna, Big Bunny, huge collaboration. <laughs> so we already have some some fans who are thinking ahead for you. <laughs> it, it's not it's not impossible at all. Don't worry, we connect any ducks day by day. Yes, the soca going global. You heard it from Irfan. Um, so Irfan, before we wrap up and stuff like that, I want to ask a really important question: Was where do you kind of see soca going? You know, what, for you, um, I guess we could say the five years question. Where do you see soca going in the next five years or so? I mean, that will be based on the artists themselves and the creatives and the people who drive any business. So, so well, I would like it to be. Um, Basically, in, on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a level where, before I even say global or popular, but just business-wise, on a level where it's respected by the outside ENRs, labels, execs, for them to even want to buy in or to be interested in doing business with us. And definitely, based on what we would have spoken about in terms of the you no know, season and that kind of thing, once we do all of those things, once we, well, I say, but first, let me fix local now, then we can take off global. 
you know. That's why I would like to see happening. We have remember a time when you used to see Kevin Little and Rupi on, on BT, right? It we, we have to return to those platforms and, and, and have that respect so people could go on iTunes and see Soka instead of, you know, me and everybody else clicking reggae because it's the closest thing, you know? And the the that would be a collaborative effort between the artists and the fans. But it must start with us in terms of giving them more so that they, they can appreciate and support. Because, you know, the streaming culture and the download culture is still not yeah. very popular in the Caribbean. So mm-hmm. once, once they see things happen, it will increase. So that, that's Absolutely. what I like to see. So I have a question because I know, like, at least here in the States, the streaming culture is really, really big. In, in the Caribbean, what is kind of the most popular way that people get music? Is it mostly through radio? No. It used to be radio. YouTube now. Mm, I see. Carnival time now. It will be the radio because, obviously, they're not in tune to soak all well here naturally because they don't get much air. So they don't really have no business to go looking. Nothing, nothing encouraging them to any great deal to go looking yet. But from the time boxing day, the psyche is all right, all here, the DJs. We have a brand new one for the house. We have a brand new, pretty, Nyla. Stay tuned for that. So that's where the radio now kind of resurfaces as the number one distributor or the number one broadcasting platform. People right. to really be aware. But like generally, so like no blah when I bust that, the radio wasn't playing that within the first three months here and there. But the people themselves realize, yo, if I have a new song through my social media marketing, through whatever, me killing myself just to make sure I get that song out there. Right. I saw it actually catch. So, Carnival Time, yes, radio on top, but during the year, nah. Because if you go on the top 100 Trini tunes, um, list on iTunes, right now you ain't going to see no soca songs there, or you're not even going to see another song that play on radio. Mm-hmm. So, what was the uh, artist's name again who, went, who won like five Grammys recently, and she's only about 19 or 20? Um, I can't remember, but it's like somebody who won five Grammys, her song barely plays on urban radio in Trini. So that goes to show, like, you know, during the year, people on their own scene, we know we're not accustomed to Apple Music at least. And I believe mm-hmm. now, that because the Apple Music now, they can listen to what they want. Right. Rather than they go and single-handedly purchase a for hours or stream a for hours now. So it, it, it coming to come, where they will actually be hawking everybody profile. Now, nah, not Coffee Gel, um... I Ellie Irish or something like Billy, Billy. Oh yeah, Billy Eilish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, yeah. five Grammys, just like that, bam. But if you ask her to news that she don't know. But if you go on the top one hundred, you'll see that she there. So who really listen? It's because people choosing what they want to listen to here during the year more than ever, and that will be wow. featured very soon. That's that's a really really good point. Wow, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could definitely agree with you on that one. Um. Cool, man. I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Before we wrap everything up, you know, uh, let us know where we can find Jerofin. Yeah. Um, the website is up at and that will reroute you to everything. That's one of the reasons. Oh, uh, lastly, before I go, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people have been asking me, so how you got this blue star? You're not like internationally, you know, you're not internationally popular. What all these people want to see is structure. Spotify account, Apple Music account, Tidal account, they want to realize, well, yeah, and that's the same thing with no seasons. It's like all those little things where we had to fix local, then we can take off global. 
And the last thing, most importantly, all the social media uh, profiles in sync and our website. Because I sent in like eight requests over the past two years and just keep getting nothing. And then a day somebody messaged me and say, yo, you're a starter. I'm like, what do you mean? And then when I, when I went and check on my Instagram, and I see yeah. the blue tick. So it's not about how much followers you have, how popular you are. It's about your structure as an artist and where you have in place for them to really go and do an investigation on your name mm-hmm. and understand, well, yeah, this is the finals. He's a real artist, registered on different platforms and that kind of thing. So, we just want to keep it going, you know, funnels on everything. TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, of course. Yeah. You but heard you it. Go check out your website, man. Nice stuff on Amazing, amazing. Yeah, so all the young Soka artists tuning in, all the people who want to hear advice, boom, you just heard it from yeah. one of Soka's yeah. most up-and-coming and amazing artists in the industry right I now. You, I tell you, we done reach already, man. We you done, done reach. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Pushing the Soka Global. If I want to say thank you again for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. All right, this was Let's Talk Soka, the D Soka Analyst Takeover. On the Live Love Soka channel. All of all of blessed that and we love Live Love Soka too because we're not gonna be doing the you see that I do it on the team because we're working on stuff on the earth and all. So this might be the last one for a while. So big up all itself. Right? Appreciated. I, I promised them this from a long time. So big up. You my brother, see where you do online, just keep doing your part, you and guys like Jen and that kind of thing. Appreciate yeah. it. Don't feel like we don't see. We don't get to comment on everything, but we see all they're pushing the global too, all about a platform and all you have people who are looking at you all as representatives of the thing in a way where yo let them let them say this let them say that let them post this waiting on you all to do stuff so we appreciate that blessings big up uh thanks for the time man. i don't know everybody go check out hold on online right now all the platforms stream download youtube everything right brand new music to come out as well much love. Blessings, everyone. I can't wait to see what the rest of the year has and the rest of your journey. I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking all about it soon again. <laughs> Blessings, my brother. Take care. Yes. For everybody here in live, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for your questions, you know, for your engagement and everything. We really, really, really appreciate all of it. All right. We have another episode coming soon with Mr. Barbados, just D. All right, make sure you stay tuned for all our updates on that. All right, much love and respect from the Soka analysts and the Live Love Soka team. Blessings, everybody.